He's getting ready to turn the page for you. And he's got some new exciting things for you and looks like you're ready for it. So I just want to bless you. So, Men and boys, come forward, please. I'm going to ask about three of you to pray. You can face me or you can face the group back there. Angie's got a microphone there you can use. Turn around and face the crowd. I believe that's better. Ladies, now you pray for the men. huh? Hey, ladies, come, come on, Harold. Now we are an army. And, and men are leaders. Men are leaders. Okay. Now, we just want to bless the Lord. We pray for what He wants to do in here today. We want to stand against every hindrance. I ask you to pray for me. Who wants to pray first? Father God, you're just so great, Father. Father, you're just so amazing, Father. And we just love you, Father. We're here to give you thanks and give you praise, Father. Father, I just lift this service to you, Father God, that your spirit would move in here and, and, and change each and every one of us, Father God. Open our eyes to areas where we're blinded, Father God. I lift my pastor to you, Father God. I pray healing for him, Father God. Just pray strength for him physically and, and spiritually, Father God. Like he said, Father, we just stand against anything that wants to, to hinder your, your movement and your spirit in this place today, Father God. And we just thank you. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of you guys, you may even have a word to pray or just something to declare. By the blood of the Lamb... And the word of our testimony will be overcomers. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. There's one drop shed just for me. I want to uh, testify just a minute before I pray. And, and, just pray, uh, James. Just pray. I just say hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the day. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another day of life. Thank you for another day of celebrating me. We thank you for this church. We just thank you for what it means to our community and to our state. And we just ask blessings on each one here today that we may just move forward every day towards you, towards heaven, towards your eye, I'm Lord. We love you. We thank you and praise you for the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Somebody you know you're supposed to pray. Lord, I just thank you. For this day, I thank you for our pastor. I thank you for that sight of men up there, Lord. I haven't seen that in a long time, and I know you're thankful of that, Lord. And Lord, I just ask you to make sure all the evils just flee out of this place in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just lift up my pastor and I ask you to heal him right now 110%, Lord Jesus. Let his word come forth, which is your word, 
so we can all hear and absorb in Jesus' name. Someone else? Lord, I just bless your holy name. I just uh, thank you for all these men that are here. I just thank you that we're not going to leave the same. I didn't come here to punch my card and call myself a Christian. I've, uh, I call on your name, Lord, the only God, the one and only God, the God that always is and always will be, that hears our prayers and acknowledges us, Lord, and loves us. I just thank you for all your love and all that you do. And I just, uh, I just pray that revival that's in Kentucky, Lord, I just pray you just light a fire here in Skytook, Oklahoma, Lord, today, in Jesus' name. We have the Super Bowl going tonight, but you're more important, Lord. If you're to drop your fire here tonight, we'll let all the food go to waste, whatever. You're more important, Lord. You are God. And I just thank you. Come on, we just need to shout to the Lord. Thank you, men. Thank you, guys. You can be seated. I guess you know, both of the Super Bowl quarterbacks are strong Christians. The human trafficking today is their greatest day for a harvest, and we stand against that in the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. And the millennials plan to spend $300 a piece for the day of Valentine's Day. So you guys haven't forgot Valentine's Day, have you? Oh, those that are spending $300 a day, 24 per. 24% of them, their folks are paying their rent for them. Just a little tidbit here. The, um, I believe it's um, Mahoon Farm in Mississippi. It's so small, the town, it's not even on the map. Two of their boys went to Starksville, Mississippi High School, and one's playing for each Super Bowl team today. Amen. They won their state in 15, I believe. That's right. Don't underestimate where you can go with God. One of them I know is dad's a deacon. His mother teaches Sunday school. The other had a great-grandfather, I think, that preached. But there's going to be Jesus ads on and they're trying their best to stop it. So I guess don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, Hobby Lobby, David Green and some anonymous givers are doing that. They've got an organization and it's called He Gets Us, referring to Jesus. He gets us. $20 million for an ad. So, I mean, they're, they're making serious commitments. Are you making serious commitments? Oh, I think that's about all this. Oh, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's associates will be made public. I saw I read that today. So, some of them are 
cowering down and judgment day is about to come. Well, let's see. Lord, we just bless you. He is the King of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. And it still takes the blood of Jesus to save us. And He's still looking for us to make our stands. He's doing everything He needs to. The holdup's on our side. So, still takes the blood. It still takes the cross. I'll start with 2 Timothy uh, 3.16. I'm going to ask Angie to read some. I'll read this one, but uh, see how I do here. This is a familiar verse. It just says, All Scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so the man of God or the woman of God may be adequately equipped for every good work. Um, maybe some of you had not been reading uh, both Testaments. There's a New Testament and an Old Testament. There's an Old Testament and a New Testament in this book. When you open that up, if you hadn't been over there, those moths will fly out over there. I heard someone say, we need to trade Bibles with somebody in another denomination and read what they've got underlined. Let them read what we've got. Say, all Scripture, all scripture. is good for, me, good for me, and I need it. Every mistake I've made is because I violated His Word. Okay. The law is mentioned over 200 times in the Bible. The Ten Commandments, the Law of Moses, the Mosaic Law, there's all kinds. When Jesus came, there was over... They started with ten, and of course... They kept adding there was over 600 laws when Jesus came. You couldn't eat an egg laid by a hen on the Sabbath. Okay? Now, I'm not trying to put you under the law. We're out from under the law. But do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be blessed? When you do a survey of the best lawyers... In the United States, you know who they are? They're Jewish. What about the best doctors? They'll be Jewish. Now, you all know about the wealthiest. They're Jewish. Why? They just read the back, probably. They hadn't got the blood. And listen, for them to get saved, they've got to get saved just like you and I do. They've got to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, I'll give you another one. I think they're the healthiest. See, these aren't suggestions we're going to read. Okay. So let's go to uh, Exodus. And Angie, I'll ask you to read. We're going to chapter 19 to start. And I almost left this out because l let me tell you 
what a scene was going on when God began to speak. Come on, you're hearing it? Okay. We're going to read about thunder and smoke. And I promise you, we're not causing that to happen. Yeah, go ahead with verse 18. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And it, and it smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him with thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go down, warn the people, so that they do not break through to the Lord to gaze, and many of them perished. And also let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, or else the Lord will break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set bounds about the mountain and consecrate it. Then the Lord said to him, Go down and come up again, you and Aaron with you, but do not let the priest and the people break through to come up to the Lord, or he will break forth upon them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. Can you imagine that scene? That you're on top of this mountain. God's up there with the smoke, the thunder. And then that's when God began to speak. Did he not get their attention first? He's trying to get America's attention. He's trying to get attention in every nation, every country, particularly the church. The church has got to be the church. It's called to be not just a good old boys and girl club or I'm saved, so when I die, I go to heaven. That's all there is to Christianity. You will not be, live a blessed life that God wants you to live. He wants to bless His children. Do I, I want to bless my children? I want to bless them. I miss Mariah this morning. Don't you want to bless your children? Every man in here, every woman in here, you want to bless your children. He's a better father than we are. Well, let's go to chapter 20. Angie, just read those commandments one at a time. Stop. Then the Lord spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall not have no other gods before me. What's another god? <laughs> Football. Whatever you don't like it, somebody else does. That's one. Anything you go to for comfort. Okay. Anything that means more to you in your relationship with Him. It's easy to have one. And we don't even know that it's... All at once we just wake up. And I'm really hooked with this thing. It just means more to me than it ought to mean. So, no idols. It doesn't have to be, you know, a little statue that you sit down and bow down to. It can be your checkbook. It can be your family. 
And your family, you know, when, if I set priorities, it's God and family. But there's some that fam put family above God. They're more interested in going doing something with them than they are with God. It's a process to meet with God. But He wants to meet with us. Read the next one, please. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. So, we had a, a neighbor, what was that statue they had? They had a Buddha, didn't they? In their front yard, aimed at our house. A gargoyle. A, a gargoyle, okay. I mean, there's all kinds. But we don't need to make something to look at. Remember the children of Israel, the golden calf was after this. You remember that? What God had them do? Grind it up and put it in the only drinking water they had. You want your gold? Take a drink. I'm telling you, He is the Lord God Almighty. He is Father God. He is God the Son. He is God the Holy Spirit. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. So do you want to be blessed or cursed? Read the next one, please. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. We have a friend that uh, Dixie and I visited years ago, and her, her, her byword is just, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, it wasn't particularly cursing to her, but I mean, it's just easy to get in little habits like that. I was about 10 years old and uh, was staying with my grandparents during the summer. And uh, my grandmother's sister and her husband came. Of course, I was outside with Grandpa and the other guy. And this other guy, his language was, you know, swear words and Jesus or Christ as a byword. So that afternoon, Grandpa's talking, just me and him. And he said something, and I said, Jesus. And I don't know if I said it more than once or not. He said, uh, isn't that pretty strong language you're using? Well, I didn't know. But he talked to me about that. I mean, there's just things you pick up, and a kid can really pick it up. Yeah, that's true. We need to be careful. We need our... See, what about the Scripture says, bring every thought captive to Christ? We, we just think it's real manly to bless God. I'm who I am. I can say what I want to say and do what I... God may say, hmm, you want to be led by me or just your stinking flesh? Let me tell you, we've got a lot of flesh. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 
read the next part there. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Go ahead. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. He said, look, I've created everything there was in six days. We think we've got to go do it. But it's just self. It is man at his best. And you ask somebody, how are you? I'm tired. I'm stressed. Take a break. There was a report years ago when the oil, oil field used the sucker rods in the field, had the big pump houses. That's the head of most of you. And they ran. They proved they even lasted longer if they took a day off. A piece of metal. What about a human being? Let me tell you the biggest thing wrong with us that's probably what hit me this morning is just stress. Stress. I've talked to people. I called a minister that was helping me and I needed to talk to him. And I called him one day and said, how are you? He said, busy. I knew he didn't have time to listen to me. It's just easy to get, I've got to do this so I can hurry up and do that. What's the outcome? I'll tell you what it is. It's stress. It's stress. Not getting many amens here. Read the next one, Angie. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Is that promise going to apply to you? Angie will live to be a hundred at least. I mean, these aren't suggestions. Why did God take time to have the Holy Spirit write these down? I'll tell you why. They're for our benefit. You shall not murder. Uh, probably don't need much explanation on that. But, you dirty blankety blank. I mean, it's the same thing. As you think in your heart, so are you. As your heart goes, it's the same thing. I mean, you've been mad enough to. You've threatened to. You knew you wasn't going to, but you've threatened to. Everything you focus on, you become. You become what you like. You become what you put your time in. You become who you associate with. You become like them. That's what I did when I said Jesus. Just hearing an old uncle that didn't know God. You become like those around you. Go ahead. You shall not commit adultery. What's adultery? It's having sex with someone you're not married to. And that 
partner has got to be of the opposite sex of you. I have to clarify that nowadays. It's just not somebody you're married to. It's somebody of the opposite sex that you're married to. You know the Bible says it's got some unusual statements in it. It says there will be no adulterers in heaven. You think that's a suggestion or the truth? I mean, it was kind of a statement. It didn't say, now when you have time, think about this. Put this on your bucket list and start thinking about it. What? And I'm going to tell you, there's as much of it in the church as there is the world. And if that's you, you better deal with it. I'm telling you, God is going to pull the covers back and expose. He don't care who it is. We've saw him expose national ministers. It doesn't embarrass God to pull the cover back, whether it's me or you. He doesn't care. What do you watch? If you watch it, you'll become like it. That thought. It just... And listen. Men, it's easy for us to go there. Because... You can let a, you can put twelve pastors up here, and a woman come by not clad right, and they don't they won't go have an affair with her. But I promise you, they'll be aroused too. You can put twelve their twelve wives up here, and let a man come by not clothed right, or if he was even naked, and they'll they'll cover their eyes. So you guys that think you can attract your wife that way, get over it. <laughs> Do I need to explain that? <laughs> you better read the next one. I better not go anymore. I think it goes right along. You shall not steal. <laughs> Anybody steal today? Um, did you put in at least a tenth of your income this last week? If you didn't, you're stealing from God. The tithe belongs to God. The tithe belongs to God. It's His. And that's the only scripture I can think of that He says, test me in this. Prove me now and see if I won't pour out a blessing to you. And Abraham is our father and he had to go rescue Lot and when he came back he paid a tithe to Melchizedek. I mean, it's in our genealogy. We're grafted in to that covenant. We're grafted into the covenant of Jesus. But it, it's part of us. We've, you've got to learn to be a giver. It's easy, and listen, it's, it, it's not always easy to know what to give. And you guys in business, I understand that. I just finally had to kind of figure out an amount and start giving. Because you don't know what you've made every week. And you can't come and ask for some back when you didn't make any. But I'll tell you what we did do. 
in the early 70s, I heard a teaching, and we'd, we'd been tithing. And he said, why don't you tithe on what you want to make? Now, if you guys want to, I'm just laying it out. I'm not telling you to do it. You, you hear God in it. But a tithe, 10% is the minimum. What about your offerings and such as? And I bless you for the offerings you gave to Lawrence last week, too. But you've got to learn to be generous. How long since you've just given somebody 20 or or $100 that just needed something and just between you and them? You want to get blessed? You, this guy <clears throat> gave his son a nickel for candy. Now this will go way back when you get candy for a nickel. And he gave him a quarter for the offering. And he came home with a lot of candy. And he said, son, how come you didn't put that in the offering? He said, well, he talked about being a cheerful giver. And I could give that nickel cheer more cheerfully than I could that quarter. <laughs> Brother Hagin used to tell a story about Got in a conference, God was speaking to a guy about giving $10,000. And pretty soon, a guy real close to him said, the Lord just spoke to me and said, give 10000 He said, yeah, it's for you, not me. <laughs> it's easier to grab your neighbor's purse and give out of it than it is your own. Is there another one? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Can't be a liar. You got to be truthful, and sometimes it's hard to tell somebody the truth. You you've got to think enough of someone to tell them the truth, to be honest with them. You've you've got to, and sometimes you don't want to have to do that. If they ask you something, are you just going to waltz around it? Are you going to make up someone about something? And here, and you know, just because you hear something about somebody that their third cousin told them three weeks ago doesn't mean you have to tell somebody else about it. You'll be better off if you'll just look up and say, God, what are you and I got to work on today? I love that verse in Colossians 3 3. It talks about. Your life is hid with Christ in God. It says, think on these things that are above. It's just easy to get, it's easier to fix somebody else's business than it is your own. It's just easy to, well, do you know this? Have you heard this? And it's not all just ladies. Don't bear false witness. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Don't covet. Don't covet. We've all said, oh, I wish I had that car and he had a better one. Or, you know, I, I wish, I wish, I wish. Get in the Word and you don't have to wish so much. 
All the people perceived the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. They said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But let not God speak to us or we will die. You know, it's still that way today. You'd rather hear me than God. Because if God tells you that, you're, you've got to say, I'll do it. Or turn your back on God. But when I say it, you can say, well, the, the pastor says. I'm telling you, the words I speak, God is speaking to you this morning. I'm not speaking any words that's not written. That's why we, we love to hear a testimony, but it doesn't cause us to have to make a step forward. There'd be more of you guys praying. You get where you can. You got to pray at home. The little foxes, says in Song of Solomon, mess up the, the vines. I mean, there's just little things. It's just a little habit, or it's just a little, it's just a little lie, or it's just a little thought. It's, that's who you will become. Let me ask you, of those ten... Which one of the commandments is broken more than all the others? You want me to tell you? It, it may not be your number four about keeping the Lord's day. Of course, in that day and time, the Sabbath was a Saturday. We celebrate on the Lord's day now. But you need a day. You need a day off. And you just look at Sunday or whatever like every other day. You want to be blessed? You want to be blessed more? Just ask the Lord about the Word. Don't be like the guy. He couldn't come <laughs> church today he couldn't come because his wife was sick he couldn't come so he went fishing let me read you Matthew 5:17 here's what Jesus said about the law do not think that I come to abolish the law or the prophets I did not come to abolish but to fulfill for truly I say to you, verse 18, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass away from the law until it is all accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps them and teaches them, talking about the law, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. There is a call to holiness. What, what's wrong with the church? We can't depend on the church to be the church. 
Where's your guest? Where's, where's it all at today? Where, where's our hearts? What's our desires? It's got to be more than a football game or that's an idol. I'll probably watch it, but I don't have to. I mean, we've all got them. The things that keep us back from the kingdom of God. Look at Deuteronomy 7. Angie, start in verse, uh, verse 6. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people of his own possession out of all of the peoples who are on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you nor chose you to chose you because you were more in number than any of the peoples for you were the fewest of all the peoples. But because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and, a re and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand generation with those who love him and keep his commandments, but repays those who hate him to their face to destroy them, he will not delay with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Therefore, you shall keep the commandment and the statutes and the judgments which I am commanding you today to do them. Now, we're going to get into the rewards and the benefits. Okay. Then it, then it shall come about because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you his covenant and his loving kindness, which he swore to your forefathers. Now, don't you want that? Don't you want what Abraham had? Don't you want that? Go ahead, please. He will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock in the land which he swore to your forefathers to give you. Go ahead. There's nothing up there. Oh. You shall be blessed above all people. Verse 14. There will be no male or female barren among you or among your cattle. The Lord will remove from you all sickness. He will not put on you any of the harmful diseases of Egypt which you have known but he will lay them on all who hate you don't we want to walk in that day and time it's for us today it's not for 10 years now it's not for the millennial the kingdom of God is now but the church has lost the fear of God we've lost the fear of God Romans 3.19 says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be closed and all the world may be held accountable to God. See, it's, it speaks to those who are under the law, so every mouth may be closed. I didn't know. We didn't know we wasn't a murder or covenant if we hadn't had the law. It taught us. All the world may become accountable to God. Verse 20, because by the works of the law, 
no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes knowledge of sin. You can't get saved keeping the law. No one, there's only one person ever kept the law. Jesus is the only one that never sinned. He kept the law. The law won't save you. You've got to get saved. But if you want the benefits of the kingdom, you need to consider where you're at in that. You need to walk with what he's got for you. Romans 6, 14, you know this. Sin shall not be master over you, for you're not under the law. We're under grace. I'm under grace. Well, I can go do that. Go do it. You reap what you sow. That young man's not bothering me, sis. You reap what you sow. Oh, it's okay. Everybody else is doing it. Go ahead, have, have a little affair. I'm telling you, you won't like the, the reaping of it. You won't like it. What we sow, we reap. Oh, the Ten Commandments are Old Testament. Well, Romans 13.9 says, For this you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And if there's any other commandment, it's summed up in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you won't. If, if you go get involved with someone you shouldn't, can you think of the turmoil they're going to go through also? If you love your neighbor yourself, love do, does no wrong to a neighbor. Love is a fulfillment of the law. It's still in the book. There's still a call to holiness. There's a highway of holiness in God saying, who'll come go with me? That's why Jesus said, why don't you take up the cross and follow me? He's the answer. We've got to fix our hearts on him, but we need to know the word of God. Amen. You, can, you can't on judgment say, I didn't know about that. You're going to be guilty anyway. We'll be guilty. And he doesn't want us guilty. He wants us have no condemnation, no guilt, no fear, because we're rightly related to our father. My grandfather was a father image to me in that. He just corrected me. He didn't get on me. He knew I didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, God's a good God. Amen. But we're, bless God, we live in the land of the free and home of the brave. I get a check every week. I make this money. Let me tell you. Who's keeping your heart beating? It's not you. He gives you the breath. We need to decide which team we're on. It's light or darkness. Judgment day is coming. It's coming for some today. I don't think Jesus is coming back today, but he could. I could be wrong. He could. But when he comes back, he wants us to know him and be free. See, when Jesus comes into your heart, 
He changes your heart. And he puts his nature, he wants his nature in you. That's why I've been talking about that verse in Galatians 4.19. Paul said, I'll labor over you until Christ is formed in you. That's what he's doing. He wants to form Christ in you. But you've got to participate with him. You're more concerned about your job or your business or your family or than you are about him and his kingdom. There's got to be a way to do it all. There's got to be a way. And I'm not putting you under the law. You decide. You just say, no, God, that doesn't apply to me. It's okay. It's okay with me. I'm, I'm sorry. I want to see you blessed. I want to see you be who God's called you to be. That's, I'm like Paul. I'm laboring over you until Christ is formed in you. Let's just stand. Don't start the music yet. Just let, is Christ being formed in you? Are you gaining in the kingdom? I mean, we've covered a lot of subjects here this morning. The altars are open. Angie, Rob, David and Judy, Tommy, you and Erica, come. Y'all pray for people this morning. I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to pray from up here. Listen, if something hit on you this morning, it means God wants to deal with it. I want you to leave here knowing you're forgiven. Y'all spread out across here. Some of you have indicated you want to be, get to be part of our church. You come and tell them this morning and we'll pray for you here at the end. We're going to fish or cut bait. Lord, we welcome you. We want to please you. We want to be your people. We all want the blessings. But Lord, we submit to you. You can start the music. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Come let Jesus be Jesus this morning. Come do whatever God wants to do. They've come declaring they want to be part of the church this morning. Come to Jesus this morning. You're not sure where you're at with the Lord. Just come.
Anybody else need prayer? Hey and Henry, come up, would ya? We, I want you all to meet them. These are our new friends, our new members of Ascension. They, um, we really have a strenuous thing to be members here. You walk up here and we say you're members. You know, we don't even have a role, I don't think. But uh, they're new to Skytook, and um, Henry was a pastor in Washington, and. Um, they have since moved, I think in what, September, y'all moved to Skytook, yes. and um, we're just blessed that they're here with us, and um, we just want to 
I'm just going to have y'all stretch out your hands. We just want to bless them. We're surrounding you. We're asking the Lord to surround you in all that you're about. We thank the Lord that you are here. And we just ask for the anointing of the Lord to continue to be strong on you. They're both prophetic. They both, both have a lot to give out. They're going to be a great asset here to our church because they're an asset to the kingdom of God. <laughs> and Lord, we just thank you for them and, and for their lives and for their family. And uh, thank you that they're part of Skytook and they're kingdom changers. And we bless them now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Yes, well, we just say welcome. Would you like to say anything? After pastoring for 35 years, I forgot what it was like to try to find a church. We retired. We came here to take care of Karen's mom, who had a really bad stroke. Uh, she's since passed away. But we decided that maybe the Lord wanted us in, in Oklahoma rather than Washington State. We had lived here before going to Washington, so it's not like brand new. But uh, finding a church is not an easy thing. And uh, just being led by the Lord, we believe the Lord has brought us here to be a part of this actually very diverse age and group of people. And so we look forward to being a part uh, of everything we can here. All right. Well, keep praying for my dad. I mean, we saw a miracle there, I think, because I don't know. He was like, I got to get out of here. So we ask that the Lord just send his healing spirit to him and just restoration to him in Jesus' name. So I just want to bless you all. Have a great afternoon, and we'll see you Wednesday night. Amen. Come welcome Kay and Henry. Shake their hand. If you, come meet them if you haven't. <laughs>